Hey everyone, you are listening to Que Sera Sera with me, Sarah Ann Lalonde. I am a brand new teacher sharing my journey into education with the world, all while promoting risk-taking in the classroom and in your professional life. Enjoy this episode. You're listening to episode 76 with Simone Gessler, meaningful connections outside of your community. Today, as you've seen in the title of this podcast, I'm speaking with leader, learner, facilitator, and a recent Google innovator, uh, Simone Gessler, who is also the assistant superintendent with the Yellowknife Catholic Schools. And I was just absolutely thrilled to be connected with her, um, thanks to Michelle Armstrong, who um, connected us, seeing as though Simone is looking to start possibly her own podcast. Uh, and we'll get into that a little later, but I'm so happy that, well, this is the second time that, that we're chatting really, and that we're finally taking the time to, to sit down and record and, and to share, um, all the really wonderful things that you've been doing and that you're looking forward to doing with the world. Yeah, I'm so excited, Sarah. And this is what we talk about all the time, right? Just jumping in. So Mm. although I have control of this podcast, I'm a little bit apprehensive about that, but we're doing it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) My whole philosophy and the 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 artwork of my podcast, at least for this season, is me holding a mug that says "Jump and build your wings on the way down." So I think that's exactly love it. What you're embracing today is this your first podcast? This is my very first. Woohoo! Yeah, for, as first a as a guest, and you're yes, going to have I've a been first a... as a host. It's going to be that's lovely. Right. <laughs> I've been a, I've been a consumer, not a creator, so I'm excited about this. Mm. Can I just question like that off the bat? What are some of the podcasts that you've been listening to recently? I've been listening to um, Edu Futurists. It's with mm. uh, Ben Whitaker, who is actually a fellow Denmark 18 innovator. So that's how I started listening to his. Um, I listened to the Innovative Educator. Uh, Ingvi um, is the host for that one. Partial Credit Podcast. Okay. These are all new ones. I, I don't know any of these. I'll have oh, to put them. Okay, have to put them all in the um, in the show notes too. I, I will link all these. Oh, awesome! They uh, they're great. Uh, partial credit is is good for it's um it's kind of pop. It's cross between pop culture and education. Um, and it's with uh, Donnie Piercy and Jesse Lubinsky and oh, Jeffrey Thiel. Okay. So yeah, it's it's fun to listen to. And then I just recently started listening to the Product Breakfast Club, which is um, it's around the design thinking process, the design sprint, the authors of the design sprint. Okay. Uh, what Jake is the name of that Knapp podcast again? The podcast, uh, the Product Breakfast Club. The pro- oh. I know mm-hmm. tons of people who would be really interested in that. So I will be sharing. Yeah. Amazing. It comes from a... Yeah, it comes from a like a product, uh, creating a product um, in the tech world really is the focus of it. But a lot of what they talk about can be transferred into education. Mm-hmm. And I love that they talk about doing their design process and their sprints in a shorter amount of time because we know as educators, we don't always have a lot of that. Yeah. Do you know Brian Ham? 
I do. I've I worked with like Brian a few times. Brian. Yeah. Mm. He just yeah, makes me fantastic. think of him and everything that he does is just absolutely fascinating. Um, I've seen him give his keynote um, a couple times and he just talk about like inspiring and I know mm-hmm. he's really into into that process and just living actually one of his workshops with him where he made us in an hour basically live the whole process with with right. a partner that we had just met it was just really incredible and it's something yeah. that I'm looking more and more to do in in my classes so I love yeah that. isn't he amazing yeah we had the we had the opportunity to work with him as well he came up here and worked with our leadership team for a full day going through the process and then our teachers so yeah he's fantastic I feel like I just want the life of Brian yeah, like Brian's life is a good life, right? And he lives yeah. it so intentionally as well. You know, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I respect him a lot for that. And Brian, if you're listening, I'll I'll, I'll tag him in the tweet when Perfect. when this podcast podcast gets sent sent out, so that he knows that that he has a couple of fans here in in Canada I, uh, just rooting for him. Uh, that's right, absolutely. And his story is so it is so meaningful. Yeah, just oh man, again. How how can I be as as authentic and just gain so much like experience as him, you know? And he's just making a difference everywhere that he goes. Oh, just it's true. So many one liners from like Brian Ham keynotes that I've seen <laughs> that I just use yeah. <laughs> and recycle yeah. everything. Yeah, I love his funny quotes of the day too. Do you follow him on Twitter? Uh, I do follow him on Twitter. What yeah, that? if you oh. catch them every now and then, he's got like funny quote of the day, and it is always so true. It like resonates with something or other. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'll have to keep my eye out for that. Thank you. I'll put my notifications yeah. on for when he tweets, and <laughs> yeah, I'll be okay. Super fan. <laughs> um, right. We're here to talk about famous. you, though. Yeah, because I think that with the project that we were talking about for your Google Innovator. Um, project. Uh, mm-hmm. I I, I want to just like dive right into that as, as soon as we can so that we don't get to 30 minutes into the podcast and be like, oh yeah, why, why were we here again? Because we could talk about Brian for, well, it's already been six <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. Move on. Don't worry, Brian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, everybody's wondering like, who's this Brian guy? Better go follow yeah. him. <laughs> I think it's Ham. What is his... Um, Ham underscore ham. Ed is his, yeah, ham. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm Again. sure you've heard that story too. Exactly. Yeah. But all of it, they're just so good. He can't even make this yeah. stuff up, you know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So why don't you, okay, but not, I'll stop talking. I will leave you the mic and you can just tell us about your, your Google Innovator project. And we'll start with that. Okay, so it's hard to even know where to start with it because (laughs) what I thought, I mean, I know the challenge, the challenge hasn't changed much, but what I thought was going to go in one direction um, has pivoted a few times along the way. So my big challenge um, that I posed as part of the application project is basically how do we connect our education leaders so both district and site-based leaders in um, remote and isolated communities. Because my mm. experience is I am living in Yellowknife, Northwest Territories, which for the North is not remote isolated. Um, but when you look at the bigger picture, we mm. are. 
And so a lot of the people I work with around the table, especially the territorial table, are leaders that are working in very small remote communities, and it's difficult to connect and collaborate. Um, and of course, on top of that, they have unique challenges. So feeling the isolation as a leader in, you know, a fairly remote mm -hmm. location where I didn't have those connections at my fingertips and I didn't have those professional uh, professional development opportunities in my community. I really worked hard to try and find ways to, to connect, have some meaningful collaboration where possible so that I wasn't living it all alone, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you have your, you always have your team. We have our leadership team, um, and that's a great team to work with. But um, at the district level, for me, my role then is a little bit different than our site-based administrators. So we would meet, we would discuss, and then I would kind of be left as the only person in my role in a small district without, you know, that connection. Okay. Um, which is it is. Um, a bit frustrating, but also just, you know, you feel a bit isolated and lonely in what you're doing. And sometimes it's nice to have conversations with people. Not sometimes, it's always mm -hmm. nice to have conversations with people who are sort of living the same reality as you. Yeah. And just hash things out, have conversation, figure out what are some best practices? What did you do? What was successful? Yeah. And so that's what I started looking for. Yeah. You took and matters into your really own hands. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, you can only do so much online learning before you get tired of doing online learning. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I would go out to conferences, I would go out to opportunities for leadership. But then again, it was like, oh, I spent a weekend and didn't really um, connect a, an, on a level deep enough that I could come back and say, oh, I'm going to continue working with this um, person okay. on a project or an idea until I became purposeful on that. Mm. Now I do that. But that came out of experience and learning. So I've only been in this role. This is my fourth year. And of course, the first year is treading water, trying to keep your head above it. <laughs> and then the second year, it was like, okay, there are, there are um, areas that I want to grow in. I want to learn more about. So how do I do that for myself personally and professionally? Hmm. And then, then the next step of that came from trying to provide. So we've been going through our district in itself has been going through, um, uh, I guess, a school change um, initiative for the last three years. Our strategic plan shifted um you know, quite dramatically three years ago where we went to a, a big focus, three big goals on student-centered learning, which means all of the things we're talking about in education now were coming to the forefront for us. Nice. So we were bringing people in um, to work with our staff. And through that, I started being able to be connected. Um, I'm going to shout out to Michelle Armstrong who connected us. Mm. And um, she was my main contact to help support our our um, educators in our district. But then through that, I started having the ability to connect with other people who were doing similar things in other districts. And then I kind of realized the power of those connections. Um, so in your project, what are some of the more like concrete things that are going to allow you to... Mm -hmm 
connect or even just start planting those seeds to grow those relationships like between um kind of kind of like you were saying those those isolated communities and those those mm-hmm. those leaders who are feeling um you know a little a little lonesome let's just say <laughs> right yeah and and the more i went through the project so this is where i said it's kind of pivoted a little mm-hmm. bit the more conversations i had as part of like interviewing for different points of view of my users and stuff i started realizing and more people were coming to me saying this isn't just about remote and small communities or isolated communities sorry this is about any district that's a smaller size district so you could be like you know just outside of a huge urban center mm-hmm. but you're still isolated as a district so then it kind of pivoted and it was more about how are we connecting leaders in small districts who are you know there's only one or two schools or three schools in their district or there's only one of them in their role so that kind of helped me pivot to how do we make those connections how do we find those people so a suggestion that came out of it or i guess one of the prototypes that came out of it was um, what we're doing here, uh, a podcast or a pod chat, but really, um, which will hopefully become eventually sort of crowdsourced. What are the topics? So people, the connections that we make um, can put forth a suggestion that this is something I'm working on. Who can you connect me with? Mm. So then there's, there's a site where Again, this is all in prototype and we're only a month and a half in, but the the thinking is at this time that there's a site that will help connect that. And then as facilitating that to begin that is I can start finding people who are looking for connections on those same sort of topics and questions, for lack of a better word, topic, right? Or challenges Mm -hmm. or initiatives, whatever things that that they're they're curious about. So things they're curious about. Yeah. So it's kind of two-pronged a little bit, Sarah, and that there would be that conversation so people can kind of hear from others who are in similar situation and then kind of making a connection. So um, on the site, there'll be a place to make connections on people for people who are looking for similar topics or support. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Like I, it's wonderful because it's multi-layered. It's not just just a podcast kind of thing and the fact um that people can can contribute with you know like you said their questions or they're looking for for certain things it makes me reflect on on what I'm doing here and like how can I integrate more of other other voices or other people's questions in into what I'm doing because I think that and we talked about this uh like the first time that we chatted the fact that my podcast had always kind of just been for me and the questions mm-hmm. that I had and the 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 just different interests that I thought people could bring to the table and that I you know I have these conversations on a on a Tuesday night with you because that's something that I'm passionate about and if somebody wants to listen to right. it well you know awesome I hope that we are mm-hmm. able to contribute um, to their learning as well so I'm just kind of broadening my my perspective and in, in things that you're sharing with me and how I can and be more inclusive I think in in the project that I've right. started which I never really thought that we'd be here kind of thing and again we talked about mm-hmm. this last time we chatted just the fact that like you are in Yellowknife right now and I am in Ontario and that we are I know hanging out it it blows my mind in the best ways possible and I just feel very thankful to be able to have these connections especially early on in my career and to be able to be mm-hmm. indirectly like mentored and inspired by you and everything that you're doing so I just 
I'm, I'm so happy when anybody wants to talk to me on the podcast, <laughs> Let, just accept being right. recorded is, is a huge thing. And I think in your case, <laughs> yeah. like that's one of the obstacles in, in, in your project maybe is finding people who are willing to, mm-hmm. uh, to be vulnerable, right. To, to put their voices and ideas out there for people to, to listen and to judge. Right. Absolutely. And and I love what you said, how you feel lucky to be involved in this at such an early stage in your career. And I really admire that you've started this for yourself personally to learn and make those connections mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm, I'm 23 years into my career in education and I'm just now in the last couple of years realizing, not because I didn't realize how important it was to work with others. We've got a very collaborative environment in our district, but just, um, and it comes to from having the, like you've said, we're connecting across the country, having the ability to do that more now than ever, but just realizing what a difference it's making to myself personally, myself professionally, Mm. and to uh, the way that we're able to move forward as a district, just by having those connections either through me or with the support of me being able to connect others in the district with someone. Yeah. And, and so I talk often about how important those connections are. And I love that you said you're, you're trying to, um, or you're looking at ways to be more inclusive or broadening your podcast. And I think that I, that's important for me because I want to contribute to this, but I want to learn from it as mm-hmm. much as well. And I know that there's lots of people out there that have way more experience, way more knowledge and expertise in these areas that I'm looking for support. Um, my only hope in this is that I'm connecting people who want it and that it's it's engaging for them. There's a reason that they're, right. you know, we talked about this when we talked last time. That's what I'm kind of looking for. What is that hook? what is going to make people want to listen mm-hmm. and then connect with others? Cause I think everybody wants to, it's just, there's not always time being an admin in education or being a leader um, is terribly time consuming. It's such a complicated and complex job for administrators. They always have 15 balls in the air. Yep. How can we support them, but also not add another thing to their plate <laughs> or take a lot of their time, which is the million dollar question, right? Right. <laughs> I don't think there's a design process that can answer that one. I don't know. Brian Ham, I have the answer. Brian, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. So. There's there's a few things I want to add to that. Um, my brain is just it's just buzzing today, let me tell you. Okay. Um, where to start? I think, okay, first of all, I think it's almost ironic how when you're explaining um, where your Google Innovator project came from, kind of like the source of, of, of feeling like the isolated, the isolation of a leader when we're in such a connected community, like as in just a connected world, right? Like this is one of the the times that we've been like the most connected in the world with, with all of the ways, just the way that we're talking today. Um, Absolutely. And then... So, so that was just one of my thoughts there that I just wanted to, to, to mention, mm-hmm. but also, uh, yeah, go ahead. But having said that, Sarah, if I can jump Please. in, having said that, the, the, the challenge for where I kind of sort of came from in the first place is that is true, but we still have lots of areas that don't have reliable internet connectivity. They don't have the ability to connect. So that's Mm. the other part of my challenge, especially for those people remotely or in those areas. You know, technology can't only be 
the source of connection. And so how do we, you know, because we have some communities who don't have internet access for two weeks, three weeks at a time, or it's very spotty. Yeah. Wow. So that's another challenge too. And I feel like those people are missing out on those people. Mm-hmm. People in those regions are missing out on those opportunities. So how do we help them feel less isolated in when they're already in an isolated or remote region? Right. Oh, that's a that's a that's a heavy question. Does that keep you up it at is. night? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, especially when I pose it as this is the challenge that I feel like I'm trying to work towards, but but okay, isn't that like the most beautiful thing though because uh, like evidently it's something that you're extremely passionate about and if that's, you know, something that's true to your heart and a challenge that you're willing to to work on with all of your other, you know, you're saying 15 balls in the air. And and those are, that's one of them, a heavy one, a very big one. I just think it's so, well, I, I admire leaders who are willing to like take the time to, to find things like you were saying that you're, that you're passionate about, that you care a lot about and that problems that you want to solve and and to contribute exactly like, like a, as, Mm -hmm. as a leader, exactly. Right. And even if it's not something that you know, this project or what I work on or push forward um, is able to solve. I think just bringing awareness Mm. to it as well, that this is like there are places even in Canada, right, where they don't have internet access or the same opportunities that we have because of that in that connection, which I'm not sure that everybody understands that that's the case that it is. And maybe they do, but Mm -hmm. I know often um, there's an assumption around that. Um, so just bringing a little bit of awareness to that as well. Absolutely. Wow. Um, the other thing I want to mention was the, you're talking about, well, we've been talking about connections and their importance. And I think, um, and I can only speak for myself and what I, what I've got to live in the past couple of years through my faculty of ed. And now as a new teacher, it was doing my first ever uh, like ed tech team summit uh, in Montreal mm-hmm. as a first year teacher candidate. And it was, it was in the personal connection. Like I wasn't <laughs> on Twitter yet, but that was my first ever ed tech team summit. It was when I jumped mm-hmm. back on the Twitter bandwagon and that's when everything started for me. Like I think it's not until you can actually live those connections that you see their importance mm-hmm. Um, and I just was really lucky to be able to to kind of jump on that really early on because, like, look mm-hmm. where it's led us, basically. So anytime that we can get more people connecting, I think it just contributes mm-hmm. to, to everybody's greatness and well-being because it's in our own curiosity of getting to know somebody else's expertise and asking them questions. And, and again, in the mm-hmm. podcast, it's just like <laughs> – I don't want to say that. Uh, how do how do I put this? It's in like, can we be passionate about connecting people and just about connections in general? Like, that's what I feel is what drives me. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I think you're 100 percent right there. I think it's that face to face that starts mm-hmm. it all off, and then those connections become more meaningful. So. I think I alluded to this before, you know, you used to go to a conference and you'd, you'd meet people, you'd spend two days or three days with people and you'd leave. Now we're so much more purposeful in when you've really connected with somebody 
or their ideas or what they're working on over those two or three days, then all of a sudden they become part of your circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and and then that circle just that circle grows, just and grows, grows and grows and grows, <laughs> right? Just like just like you and I. I mean, we uh, I'll share this when we talked the last time, and you just made a mention of Stephen, and so I sent a quick uh, follow on the tweet, and then within minutes he was, you know, it doesn't DMing me back and saying this looks interesting, <laughs> and so now that's another connection. So it's just I just think that's so powerful, mm-hmm. and why why not take advantage of that to connect our you know what I'm passionate about connect our leaders who are living you know challenge who are working in challenging roles to be able to support each other a little bit mm-hmm. more especially in a in a small area where they don't have a lot of people in similar roles as themselves yeah when you did your google innovator um i don't it's, it's not a part it's like a when you when you Sidebar. what is it sorry it's like a sidebar, like the Google, the Google Innovator, like the su- is it a summit or is it a weekend? Like oh, your your it, actual yeah. training, yeah. right? It's called the it's called an academy. The academy, thank you. Yes. Oh, it's oh, yeah, I love that mm-hmm. word. When you did that, I can only imagine the connections and the passions in that room. Like I I think of myself there one day, but putting a whole mm-hmm. bunch of, of future and and will be, you know, Google innovators in one room. How did you live that those those few days? Like I'm sure it was life changing. Uh, it it truly is. It it truly was. And it it was so amazing. And it's hard to put in like, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I've been asked, tell me about it. It's so hard to describe. Mm-hmm. The, the feeling of being there, what the experience was. And it, and it was, you know, before I went, I heard other people who had said to me, oh, you have to apply. Like, it is just so amazing. And I, it was the best professional development. And I think like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's good. I mean, I wanted to as well, but you don't really, none of it can really describe, <laughs> uh, nothing can really describe what it's like until you're okay, there. Okay, in one word. If I you only had one passion, word, though, how would you describe it in one oh word? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Um, energy. Mm. I think it's just the positive energy, the passion, like-minded people who are all like passionate about what they're doing, regardless of what that project or challenge is. They're all so super passionate about it. The energy is so high. Um, you know, everybody's talking about innovation and going through the process and it's, it's just, it truly was the best professional development that I've gone through. The messaging that comes out of it about what it means to be innovative and what it means to be, you know, an innovator um, when you're not always surrounded by innovators um, mm. and what that means. And can you, I, I think, just can you taking go it away on that? That's some, that's really interesting to me. What it means to yeah, be an think, innovator when you're not surrounded by innovators. Well, what I mean by that is, you know. Um, early adopters, innovators, Mm. people pushing forward and not everybody moving forward at the same pace, which is okay because my goodness, if everybody was right, um, everybody's passion has their passions in different areas. But I think what it was, they talked something that really resonated with me was um, the conversation around the imposter syndrome was one, um, one of the presentations um, that was given one of the sparks 
But then on the flip side, they had Googlers who there who came and talked about how um, it's so important to share before the product is done and that that's the whole atmosphere at Google. Hmm. So we're always looking for perfect before we're ready to share, or at least with myself, that really resonated. Um, and I'm trying more and more as we move forward and change our mindsets hmm. around what it looks like. Um, that growth mindset, you know, is that it's more important to um, put your eyes, ideas out there, to be a creator, put your ideas out there and get feedback and then move from there instead of waiting till you think you have a perfect product because it's never going to happen or a perfect yeah. project or a perfect mm -hmm. piece of writing or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, it's in, in constant like evolution, you know. Mm -hmm. um, ooh. So, yeah, and, and I think that's, that's what it was, that it was that deepness and that richness of conversation and everybody like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And it just pushes you and <laughs> challenges you a little bit more to, you just, you just get so excited about what you're doing. And of course, Les Macbeth, she was the design coach and she's fantastic in terms of, well, in lots of different mm -hmm. ways, but really in terms of getting you excited about your project and moving through the process. All of the coaches were amazing. The EdTech team um, that's involved with the Innovator Program, Wendy and Mark and, you know, the Googlers, Dean and Dan, like they were just all so amazing. Mm -hmm. Everybody that was involved. Oh, I'm, I'm grinning and, ear to ear. And I, <laughs> and I really would. Um, I really would encourage anybody to put their name forward and try. And I know lots of people who have, who weren't successful, aren't successful the first application, myself included. Okay. But um, don't give up because it it, it is life-changing. And I, and I, professionally and career-wise, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and what the personal takeaways. Well, I can just imagine too, just having your projects like I was saying something that you care immensely about being accepted to you know get developed and and seeing all of your hard work that you're going to be doing and that you've been doing you know come to life is I can just imagine how rewarding that's going to be and knowing and accepting that it's not mm -hmm. going to be perfect especially you know when you start your podcasts and your first few episodes and as you grow <laughs> in it like Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the magic of it, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot. I'm looking for it. It's, you know, there's Simon Sinek has a quote that I have up on my board and it's like, um, not here on my, <laughs> my work board at yeah. home, but it's something along the lines of, you know, hard work is is only stressful when you're not passionate about it or something like that. Hard, hard work that you're not passionate about is busy and stressed, but hard, you know, hard, something along those lines. Now I'm going to have to find yeah. the quote to tell okay. you and send it to you, but that's exactly what it is. There's a lot of work that goes into these projects for everybody that's involved um, in their innovator projects. And you can see as you follow everybody's projects moving along, mm -hmm. but I think that that passion is there and that's why the Academy is so it's such a competitive I guess application process because it really is the people who are it really is people who are super passionate about their challenge or their project and there's a lot of work that goes into it but it's exciting and you love to do the work because you're excited <laughs> to see what the next 
the next step or the next success is. Yeah. Did you even when we talked last time and you know I started kicking around the idea of podcast and that's how we got connected. And after our conversation finished, I think I emailed you and you and said, Oh, I'm so much more excited mm-hmm. again. Because <laughs> every time, every time a, a little puzzle piece falls into place, it's just it just blows up again. Your excitement. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, so many things. Was Jade Dubois in your um, academy from no Southern Ontario? No. He has a... No. Well, okay. Really cool. Another crowdsourcing. Um, like, okay. Um, oh, I only have the term in French. Um, successful practices I feel like I- through like... Okay. YouTube and, and putting videos and, and curating lists on, on different things. Um, I can go and get the name of it. Goodness gracious. Why oh, am I? Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm pulling I know a that blank. Name. I wonder if I follow yeah, him on Twitter. J underscore underscore Dubois. And it is called Turning Up Teachers. And his, oh, um, Okay. Like the Twitter picture is a dial and it, it goes from like one to 11 and it's all about like using your, your teacher voice. And so it says crowdsourcing, promising practices. So sharing a whole bunch okay. of, of, nice. of good practices. Yeah. And I've actually watched a few of the videos that he shared and, and learned tons of things from, you know, just everyday teachers who are doing really cool things in their classrooms, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> right? <laughs> just it's magical. Okay, one thing I just a spark in my mind when you said it as a leader, how do you go about the fact that you said so when you're trying to innovate and we understand that not everybody is is necessarily where we are, not, not ever not Everybody is necessarily moving forward as quickly as we are. Not everybody's as willing to move forward uh, as we are. How do you, in in a, in a school, in a school board, in a district wide, how do you find some type of 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 middle ground of how quickly mm-hmm. you're going to go, you know, ahead, and how you want to be open to people's, you know, comments, questions, concerns, and and, and all the resistance that can come from change and wanting to to mm-hmm. develop things. I just feel as someone who is eager for change, I can only imagine, and I can't necessarily say that as a leader right now in, in the role that I'm playing, that I have necessarily been put in that position where I've had to deal with a lot of like resistance, but I know that one day I would, I will be there. And that's just something that I, I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a great question. And I think um, <laughs> it looks it can look different depending on what the change is that you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. It also looks different for a site-based or a school administrator than it does district okay. um, level. But I think uh, all of the things you've said, Sarah, it's very important to be open, to listen to voices mm-hmm. in terms of where they're at and what supports do they need to move forward, what are their concerns, Um, what are their suggestions, getting a lot of feedback around it, but still with the understanding, the messaging that, you know, we are this, this is our strategic plan, or this is our vision, and we're moving forward, but how can we help you support and understand Mm -hmm. it? Or how can we help support you? 
and in your understanding of what that means and what can we do, what can we put into place and how can we meet different people, you know, the different players um, where they are. So, and that player, when I talk players, I talk, I'm talking teachers, administrators, students, parents, everybody is part of that game. And so what do we do? We have to look at each of those pieces carefully. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's always ups and downs when we talk about failing forward. (laughs) Change is like the epitome of, of failing forward because sometimes it's three steps forward, two steps back. Um, But understanding that, uh, and for myself, I I need to rein myself in sometimes, right? And say, okay, I need to pull back mm-hmm. a little bit because we're not quite there yet. So that means, what do we? What do I need to do differently um, as a leader at the district level, who is you know responsible for the professional development and the curriculum and the instruction and the projects that we run? What do I need to do? Maybe I need to step back a little bit and relook at this. So reflection. And I can only say from a yeah. district perspective. Oh, tons of reflection Just must be reflection. deep in that. And yeah. lots of times that reflection <laughs> is late at night when you can't sleep. Like, yeah. You know. um, but I also think in that reflection, you have to, if you, if, you know, if your district, so your board, your district, your leadership, your teachers believe in the direction you're moving, um, still being firm in the, I guess, the belief that there needs to be some steps forward ourselves as a district our three-year plan was based on the first year it was a learning year so everybody understood what we were talking about when we were talking about our focus is student-centered learning and all the pieces that go into that but what do we what do we mean when we're talking about that what is the language what is the practice what's the understanding and then providing support and develop me our theme was that we're a district of learners oh. so admin teachers, um, students, and parents as much as we can have them involved in that. And then year two was um, more learning, more support in what does that look like practically. And then anybody who was dabbling and playing with it, celebrating them, supporting them, helping them um, sort of permeate that throughout their schools. Now, and then the third year became more of a, okay, we need to really start seeing some of this happening. So what can we do? What are you still needing support with? And where can we provide that? So kind of a three-step. And I mean, as we move forward and talk about where we want to keep going with student-centered learning, and as I said, this is just from our perspective, um, it becomes not changing things up because we do that too often, but how do we help go deeper? Can Is it fair to say that to be able to um, want to in-store and, and not like impose change, but just... Um, like pr- propose change, right? With with good reasons, mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. to have a good foundation of like having already built trust in the relationships mm-hmm. that you have, whether you are an administrator in a school or, you know, you are head of a, of a school board or a district. I think that people need to understand like what your intentions are and, and all of that, mm-hmm. that, that trust in you and, and seeing you as a leader that, um, again, is wanting to move forward for, in big quotation marks, like the right reasons and seeing your vision. And I think as a leader, if you can like share your visions and your intentions and your passion, that's when people are more open maybe to like jump on board and and Mm -hmm. kind of 
join it's like a and join your team right team with uh, that works For together sure. as as a whole not just like mm-hmm. the pyramid you know someone on top and, and everyone right. underneath but more as like everybody mm-hmm. contributing sorry absolutely 100 percent. and i think that is that hmm, you know that's that balance that you always have or well, how how do you find that so the why starting with the why like why are we doing this and trying to get the understanding and having the buy-in um is so important and not that when you're when you're talking about significant changes what we're talking about in education over the last few years is a significant change from what we know as teachers and learners mm-hmm. um and so you know it changes hard it's hard for all of us as parents um, even our, even the students, they, they've come to, especially our students who've been in our system for, been in the educational system for enough years that they know how it works. Yep. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want things changed. They don't want things changed up, right? They play so, this game of school right. really well. It worked for so long, right? <laughs> they do. Yep. Yeah. And I think so. That's why I talk about us all being learners and hopefully, you know, looking at those when we have to step back. Um, and there's out there that can always be done better. I really believe that can always be done better. It doesn't matter what your leadership style is. You can always do that better in terms of trying to, um, figure out who's not, um, you know, who's not buying in or who's not, um, really convinced. Right. Okay. Um, I like that word of your plan. Yeah, and and why? And why? Because not everybody has to be convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's for the right. Re- if it's for the right reasons, then we need to find a way to help um, support them and change at least yeah. to be happening yeah. in some way. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And it's so it is so complex. <laughs> change management is so complex. It's um, well, know, I think that's why it's so it's, easy to just stay like stagnant that. and to just keep doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, for sure. It's like a roller yeah. coaster. There's ups and downs every day, almost. And even more so for our, our school leaders, um, because they're like front line mm. in terms of trying to make change in their buildings. So for myself or our district leaders, we're supporting those school leaders. And, you know, oftentimes the strategic plan comes from their a board. Um, and then, you know, central office is... Um, working to move that strategic plan forward and then in the schools that's where it becomes implemented and so really um, understanding the role of the administrator and how we can support them too because they're the frontline workers who are really facing that that pushback or that can't think of the term you used to begin with but it it was the right term Hmm. um not resentment uh resist yeah yeah the resistance the ones who are going to resist, the people who are resisting for whatever reason. And resistance always isn't always a bad no. thing. You just have to figure out why. Oh, I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about the beauty of, 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 of resistance. And I wish I mm-hmm. could quote it and I wish I could say what episode in what podcast it was. But <laughs> I got nothing right now. So yeah. when I... Right. 
have a little <laughs> bit more space in my brain, I will put that in the show notes. I'm writing a note beside me right now. That's right. Find that. That's like my my quote I was going to quote for you and Basically, can't remember The show what notes are going to be filled with <laughs> things that we just like semi-mentioned, didn't really get to. <laughs> That's okay. it's, the, it's the first podcast nerve, podcast <laughs> yes. nerves. I can't think about what it is I'm trying to say. This quote that you look at every day, a hundred times a day, just gone That's in right. seconds. Yeah. And which I recite because I love it. <laughs> when people say, oh, my God, how can you, like, work on that on top of this and on top of that? And then I'm always like, wow. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. I think a good way to end this, where do we at? We're at 43 minutes already. Um, today is Bell Let's Talk Day. And kind of like you were just saying, yes. we we as educators, we as leaders, we as administrators, whatever role you play, um, we are juggling professional lives, personal lives, ups and downs, those roller coasters. And I think it's important for all of us, even and and our students included, to take care of their mental health. And I the the last question I wanna I wanna ask you is what are some things that um that you have learnt to do in order to kind of take care of 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 your of your mind and of your good mental health? Mhm. Mhm. That's such a great question because I feel like um when I talk about areas that I could grow mm-hmm. in that's definitely one of them. You and me both. <laughs> um which I know most ed- uh, many educators are in that boat, right? It's that cross between your your own wellness and mental health and meeting all the demands of it of a crazy crazy career yeah. and occupation. Um but I think for me it's um it's having my my circle of people that I can um, talk to and confide in um, just when I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I mean, I hope that we all have that. And I'm not talking about that deep, um, you know, deep overwhelmment or depression or anything like that. I'm talking about those people where you just need to take 10 minutes and say, I have all of this going on and I need to figure out what I can drop right mm-hmm. now. Because then it's like, it's like a, I don't know, a reset, a refresh Um, and doing that often enough so that you don't get to that place where now you're not even keeping your head above water. You're actually swallowing it. Yeah. And that's, you want to avoid getting there, right? What can you proactively do to to Mm -hmm. not be in that situation? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And And so, and then, you know, like I said, not when you're, when you're, but, and I hope everybody has somebody or knows that anybody would be, um, you know, name somebody that if they're feeling even, you know, beyond that sort of right now, I'm just, I just got a lot of things going on and I'm feeling the Mm -hmm. stress as opposed to now I'm feeling overwhelmed, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's important for us to just be, to acknowledge those feelings within us. I feel like I, I, try and be very introspective and and almost keep tabs on what certain triggers are or what maybe habits that I'm doing mm. that are going to lead to that feeling of overwhelmingness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah. Yeah, and, and teaching our our yeah. students too how to manage those not mm-hmm. I don't want to say like signs and symptoms, but just being more aware of of their habits and mm-hmm. their behaviors and and 
not even like tracking them. I know if, if I had more time in my life, I would have a beautiful bullet journal and I would track my mood and mm. I would track a, the amounts of, you know, glasses of water I drank in a day and I would sketch it all out and it would look really great. <laughs> right. But that's, yeah. you know, not necessarily attainable for me. So just in my mind, keeping right. tabs on, on how I'm feeling and things like that is, uh, and just checking in with our students, a simple question of, how is it going today and showing them mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we are a listening ear and that, you know, for me, that that's something that I hold very, very dear to my heart. If my students are not, are not well, then they cannot learn. So I need to make sure that, mm-hmm. that everybody coming into my classroom too are, you know, they feel safe and they feel like they can, they, they can be present and that they're supported in that. So a very important day today. Right. And I would say that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think from a, a leadership perspective, that is um, the role of our leaders and administrators too, to be doing those check-ins mm. um, for their teachers. I mean, students too, but teachers often are doing that check-in with their students. Yeah. So are our leaders doing that check-in with their, with their staff or their, with their teachers? Mm-hmm. My administrator today mm-hmm. did that check-in on me because I had a one hectic morning and she had just... Uh, sent me a little text and she's like, you know, I hope, I hope your morning is going better. And she sent me a little Zen emoji and I was just, I, I felt nice. supported in that. I was like, Ooh, okay. It's all Excellent. good. It's all good. That's so I can, nice. you know, I can move on with my yeah. day. It, it, it was really, really nice. And you know what, for her, that's great. That probably took, you know, five seconds to send, but it totally switched my yeah. day around. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that they often do, right? I'm so glad you brought that up, like the mental health and the let's talk piece, because I think it also rings true as um, keeping an eye on our, and of course, I'm coming from this perspective, because that's where I'm living right now, but keeping an eye on our school administrators too. And, you know, I think often it's a thank, thankless mm-hmm. job, um, school administrators, Um and so teachers need to keep an eye out on their administrators too because they are even less likely to ask for help because for some reason, they, yeah. you know, once you get there, it's not everybody can be vulnerable enough to say like, yeah, I just, this is not a good day for me today. Mm-hmm. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> I just want to like give back to, to, to her and to that and, and, and just, wow. Okay. So good. And you, we, yeah, it's crazy because we can send, you know, six tweets today with the hashtag and, and use different mm-hmm. filters and, 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 and raise money. But I think it's also just in having conversations like this, that, that is for me brings a lot more meaning and makes me reflect on different things that I'm actually living and how I can go not only today, but tomorrow and next week and, and, just being more intentional in my interactions and, and doing those check-ins like you mentioned is, is something now that's not mm-hmm. going to leave my head. So, so thank you for that. Great. Yeah. yeah. It's great to have those reminders because I can do it more too, even with my kids. Mm. Right. I often think like, I don't, uh, we do that all the time, but not in the same way. Just, Oh, like really, how is it going? Right. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I, I mean my own yeah, children. Right. <laughs> You have all those conversations, but I don't know how often 
you take the time to just stop and say like, no, like really just stop. Mm. You stop what you're doing. I'm going to stop what I'm doing. And we're not going to talk over drawing and we're not going to talk while we're driving and we're not going to talk over dinner. We're just going to stop and look at each other. Yeah, right? I could definitely say we don't do that enough no. or a lot or almost ever, at least yeah. in my in my mm-hmm. context. Uh, yeah, that's right. No, I'm yeah. with you. I'm going to, it is, it is 640 on Thank my you. end. So I know that I'm going to have a, have a good supper with my family and, and sit and I might mm. just go ask everyone how they're, how they're actually doing and, and, and bring that yeah. in into my personal <laughs> life. But I just want to thank you for your time and this conversation and everywhere that it went tonight. It was just, I just felt really real and raw is how I'm going to, uh, to describe that one. So thank you so much. Excellent. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity and being my first, um, my first chance to be involved in a podcast. And I have to say, just listen to the, com- the couple of conversations we've had, Sarah, and listening to you t- today and the questions that you're asking. Um, you most definitely um, have all the right questions and the right attitude and the passion to be mm. um, a fantastic administrator once you decide <laughs> to move that way. Because I know leadership interests you. So. so. That, that comes out very so clearly in just the questions and the cur- the curiosities you have. Um, absolutely is leading towards that. Well, I th- just you made my day. You made my week. <laughs> it, it just it means a lot to to hear it from somebody who who I just feel I feel like you've gotten to know me in the very short time that we've connected, and it's just. I think that this connection for me is really important and I look forward to, to growing it and just, and just seeing where, wherever this leads us. So it's really exciting. Yes, (laughs) me too. And I can't wait to email you where I am in a few months on my project because this is the first chance I've had to really talk about it, which I probably talk too much about it (laughs) and the excitement I have around it and the Innovator Academy. But again, it's like, you know, you don't stop to take the time to share that when everybody's mm. busy. And so I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that. Oh, good. It is my absolute pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kesara Sara. I look forward to continuing to learn from one another. So what did you think of this episode? Let me know by leaving me a comment in SoundCloud or sending me a tweet to at Sarah, S-A-R-I-H, Lalonde, L-A-L-O-N-D-E-E. And you can also subscribe to my podcast on iTunes under Kesara Sara. And hey, did you know that Kesara Sara is a proud member of the Voice Ed Radio Network? Check them out at voiceed.ca.